man. Come on, we could do better than Amen. that. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Sabbath rest. A day that we can all reflect on the goodness of our God. It is indeed a privilege and an honor to be able to be in the presence of such awesome people of God. Amen. On this beautiful Sabbath day. We want to thank you for joining in with us on this beautiful day. You may take your seats. Amen. It's a des in indeed a blessing to be in the house of the Lord on this beautiful Sabbath day. We just want to take a moment to just say welcome to all of our visiting family and friends, all of those that are viewing online. We just want to thank you so much for taking time out to spend this time with us on this beautiful Sabbath day. Um, just a special shout out to my daughter all the way in Jackson, Mississippi. Amen. Amen. We want to give a special shout out to her. Uh, we, she wish she could be here. Amen. Um, but we thank God for her, not just her, but all of my daughters. Amen. Amen. Um, we thank God for all of my daughters and my sons who join in with us. Uh, my, my wife and I, we're actually empty nesters now. And so we're learning how to, how to, how to, how to live together all over again. Come on, somebody. Amen. Hallelujah. So we thank God. Uh, for you for being here. We want to just say welcome to everyone. Um, just want to take a pause. Do we have anyone visiting with us for the very first time? Anyone out here for the very first time? Amen. Well, we want to thank you. If you're online, we thank God for you. Um, we just encourage the blessings of the Lord in the house. Amen. Um, last thing, we just want to remind all of our church members, listen, let's reach out and connect. Let's connect. For the first time. For the first time? In the corner. Oh, his hand. Oh. Welcome. Amen. Welcome. Amen. Amen. I didn't see your hand. You did the elbow raise, man. You got you to gotta throw it up there. Amen. Amen. Praise God for you. Another first timer? Man, they coming in. In a long time. Sister Brenda, is that your brother? Brother Phipps, son. Your son. Amen. The wine. Man, it's a pleasure meeting you. Amen. Want to welcome you back in the house. So you're not, Amen. He doesn't claim himself as a visitor. It's just been a minute. Amen. So it's, a good, it's so good to see you. And it's such a blessing to see you. Your grandson. Grayson. Amen, brother Grace. On the front row, too. Come on, somebody. Amen. Amen. Well, we thank God for all those that are visiting with us, our guests, our family, our friends. It is indeed a blessing and an honor to be in the presence of an awesome God. Listen, like I said a moment ago, I'm not going to be before you long, um, but just want to remind us to let's connect with, an, uh, with our missing members. These are very difficult times, and um, we know that God is still in the healing and blessing business. So let's not keep this good thing to ourselves. Have you been enjoying yourself so far? Have you been blessed Amen. so far? Amen. Have you experienced something so far? Well, let's not keep this to ourselves. Let's tell our friends and our family, amen, that we are here and that God is indeed blessing. I'm going to get out your way, um, and I'm going to let the Lord have his way. Um, I believe the choir, the faithful, amen. But we're going to go right into faith. That's my favorite song because we serve a faithful God. Is he faithful? Oh, yes. I said, is he faithful? Yes. Has he done something for you this week? Yes. Has he done something for you today? Yes. Amen. Come on, join in with me as we bless the name of the Lord. Oh, yeah. If you know it, just stand on your feet and just sing with us. This is our worship moment. This is our worship time. So we just want to bless the name of the Lord. Is that all right? Yes. Amen. Oh, yeah. 
all over the building. Come on, family. Say faithful. 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 All faithful. Is he faithful this morning? Can I hear you say faithful? Faithful. All faithful. 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 Sing it out. Say faithful. Faithful. All faithful. 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 What we gonna do, family? Come on now. I'm reaping. I'm reaping the harvest God promised. Take back. Come on, family. Can we say again? Can we say it again? Say faithful. Faithful. All faithful. Faithful, faithful. You sound good. Come on now, say faithful. Faithful. All faithful. Faithful, faithful. Sing it all over. Say faithful. Faithful. All faithful. What are we going to do, family? What are we going to do? I'm reaping the harvest God promised me. Take back what the devil shall from me. And I rejoice today. I shall, for I shall. I shall recover it all. Yes, Yes, I rejoice today. I shall, for I shall. I shall recover it all. I hear you say holy, holy, ah, holy, holy, holy. He's a holy God. He's a loving God. Say holy, holy, ah, holy, holy, holy. Yes, sir. He's our God. Sing it out. Say holy, holy, oh Father. Holy, holy is our God. Say it again. Come on now. Say holy. Say it like you mean holy, it. Holy, what are we going to do, family? What are we going to do? I'm, I'm reaping the harvest God promised Take me. back. Take back yes, what sir. the devil stole from Yes, sir. Me. And I rejoice today. For I shall, for I shall. For I shall recover it all. Yeah. Yes, I rejoice today. For I shall, for I shall. For I shall Say Jesus, Jesus, oh Jesus, Jesus, Jesus is our God. Ring it out, say Jesus, Jesus, Holy Father. Jesus, Jesus, has it been good to you? Say it like this, Jesus, Jesus, oh Jesus, 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 hey 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 hey, come on now, say Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, What are we going to do, family? What are we going to do? I'm reaping. Come on. I'm reaping the harvest God promised Take back. Take back what the devil I'm reaping. I'm reaping. I'm reaping the harvest God promised Take back. Take back what the devil I'm reaping. I'm reaping. 
been on the phone this week with several families that have lost loved ones and family members that are going through it. I was on the phone this morning with our elders and, and we're going through it. Yes, man. One thing that we know is that he that has begun a good work in us is faithful. Oh, yes. Uh, come on. Yes. He will see it to completion. Yes, Regardless of what your circumstances look like. Regardless of how things may be looking, yeah. uh -huh, come on. how you may be feeling, come on. we serve a God yes. that will put no more on us than what we're able to handle. That's why I stand here today so thankful and so honored at the fact that he has allowed us to get back into our worship space. Yes. Yes. And so as we gather and as we prepare our hearts and minds for prayer, do want to ask that you remember the Wellington family. Oh, yes. Yes. I ask that you remember the Harris family. Yes. I ask that you remember the Dale family. Mm -hmm. The Dale family lost a family member this week. Mm. Gave birth to her daughter and the daughter went home but the mother didn't. Mercy. So these are very trying times. Yeah. We want to remember our missing members, our family members that should be here right now. Our members should be sitting in these seats right now. But COVID has allowed them to become comfortable. So we want to pray that God will break the yoke that binds. And that 
he will set the captives free. Yes. The children of Israel was enslaved for so long they got comfortable. And when the deliverer came and they were set free, they, they wished they had been back in Egypt. So I want us to pray today that God's mercies will fall afresh on us today. For he is a healer. Loving Lord, our Father and our God, again, we're so thankful, so privileged, so honored to be able to come before you on this beautiful Sabbath morning. Father, we come with thankful hearts and praises on our lips. Thanking you for our last night lying down and our early morning rising. Anything could have happened while we were sleeping. Anything could have taken place while we were resting. But Father, in the midst of the midnight hours, you kept us, you held us, you saw after us, covering our minds, our windows and our doors. And so we take this moment not for granted. We take nothing for granted. But in all things, Father, we give praise and honor unto you. So thank you, Jesus. Thank you for food on the table. Thank you you for clothes on our backs. Clothed in our right minds. The enemy would love to see us sleeping in our graves. But Father, we thank you for for keeping your hands over us. So we give you praise. We give you honor. We give you thanks today. Father, we invite you now to come. And do what you do in this service. Shaking us up. Breaking chains. Doing what you do, oh God. We give you permission today. We give you permission to walk through the hallways and the corridors. Not just of this physical building, but of the temple of our hearts and of our minds. When we leave here, we will know that we have been in the presence of an awesome God. Father, we have members that are, have been stricken with illnesses and diseases and sicknesses. And so we're asking you now, Father, that you will roll up your sleeves and that you will don the mask and enter the surgery room, oh God, and that yes. you will bring about a healing over your people. Yes. Yes. Pray for the Wellington family this morning, oh God. We ask that you will cover Mama Wellington right now, oh God. We thank you for a successful surgery. But Father, there was still healing that needs to be done. It was a bit of a rough day yesterday, oh God. We ask that you would just hover over her and cover her and keep her and let her know that you have her. Be with Elder Wellington as well, oh God, as he too was battling with back problems in the name of Jesus. 
oh Father, but yet he is still here, oh God. Because of his faith and trust in you. So be with him, oh God, and his family and his children. Come to Harris family this morning. Be with Dad Harris right now, oh God. I pray that as he's tuning in, oh God, that he hear his name over the over the uh, uh, over the airwaves, oh God, and that he will know uh, that somebody's praying for him. Had him on their mind, took the time and prayed for him. Oh Father, be with the family. Be with Sister Harris as well as she battles back issues as well. And Elder Harris, just cover the Harris family. Be with the Dale family. Oh, Father, you know the hurt that they are experiencing right now, but no one can feel hurt like you, oh God. So we know that if it hurt us, Father, it has to be detrimental to you. So, Father, cover the family. Let them see you in the midst of these difficult times. Let them know that you have not made a mistake and that this is not how the story is. For in three days, you rose with all power in your hands. And that we have to leave here in order to get there. So, Father, we bless you, although we may not understand it all. But what we do know is that we serve a God that has compassion and that that you are mighty and that you are able to do all things. Be with our members, oh God, who have allowed COVID to cause them to become comfortable. Shake them up right now, oh God, and get them back in the place of worship and not just on the comfortableness of their couch, but in the presence of your worship experience. Cover this service. Thank you for our family and our friends. And if there's anything I left out, cover it now, oh God. And we will be ever so mindful to give you all the praise and all the honor and all the glory. Because you are an amazing God. Without you, we're hopelessly lost. But with you, we're more than conquerors. And so we say thank you for doing what you do. Thank you for laying hands on us. Thank you for watching over us and being an awesome God. Even when it don't make sense, you're still there. So have your way today. This we pray in Jesus' name. Let the people of God say amen and amen again. Can we put our hands together and worship God in this place?
mellowed my spirit right out. Calls for reflection. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Man, my family, you know, we look back over our individual lives and there are some things that we've encountered and we know we shouldn't be here right now. I just, I'm going to go as far as to say that if you are sitting here and you feel like that you are here because of your merits, I would say raise your hand so the person next to you can scoot away. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is none of us are here by anything that we've done. It's not your last name. It's not your first name. It's not your mama and them name. It's because of one name and one name only. And that name is none other than Jesus. So when I look back over my life and see all those dumb choices that I've made, they were dumb. Some dumb choices. 
Sister Lynette made some dumb choices, but God covered me. So it's good to look out and see you here. Thank you so much, praise team. You keep getting numbers, I'm gonna have to change you from the praise team to the choir. We may have the choir back, right? That's still the praise team, right? Is that the praise team? That's the choir? My Lord. We one of them. Well, praise the Lord. So we got the choir back. We started out with the praise team, though. Help me now. Did we start out with the praise team? It was just a small choir that we that I'm gonna call a praise team. I'm going to get my praise team in there. So, <laughs> the choir is a praise team. I'm going to get my praise team. Come on, help me, Lord. <laughs> but it's good that the choir, you blessed us today. You blessed us today. We thank God for you. Sister, Brother Price broke the song. Man, thank you so much. Come on, come on. Let's put our hands together for, the, for our minstrel. Christ, blessings, 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 blessings on you, blessings on you. I pray that this message that we have here, I, I changed the name. I, um, I don't know if, if our media team called it this morning, but I changed the title of it. I wasn't sure where to go um, with this, but the text is the same. I just wasn't sure how to, how to label it. Um, it seemed like it's just been, it's been. It's been <laughs> pray for my lips, amen. Pray for my tongue, amen. Uh, but here lately it's just been a struggle trying to just, you know, I'm hearing the voice of the Lord and trying to, in the midst of all that is going on, it's like, Lord, um, I need you like never before. I need you like never before. You know, there is so much going on and so much is riding on pastors. I just want to just take a minute and just let the family of God know that, you know, if I overlook you, charge, you know, you know how to say charge it to your head and not my heart. Amen. I'm, I'm just going to say pray for me. I'm not going to, don't, don't charge. I got enough charges already. I don't need no more charges. Pray for me. <laughs> don't, don't charge nothing over here. <laughs> but please pray for me. <laughs> so, so, so I love you. <laughs> uh, please help me out, Lord. Help me out. Um, but, but it is indeed a blessing to be here. And I know that we all have things going on and as much as possible um, if we can get to you we definitely want to be there for you um, I thank God for my wife as always as I mentioned earlier we are um, empty nesters and um, you know we, 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 we're just so blessed we you know uh, cook and, and, and she'll say well what you want to eat and I'll say well what you want to eat and she'll say well, what you want we can do that about 30 minutes um, <laughs> what you want to eat what you want to eat Whatever you want to eat. I'm going to do some ramen noodles. That's good with me. We do ramen noodles. Amen. <laughs> hey, I figure, I figure, is that, is that the way? Okay, okay. I figure, you know, with six, with six children, amen, and now we don't have to prepare the meals as such, you know, I, I think it would be a, a bit selfish on my part if I was to ask her to go in there and, um, you know, do the thing, you know. <laughs> Do it and invite you over. Amen. Well, come over today then. We got you because she did the thing today. Come on, somebody. <laughs> hey, baby, you know, I'm loving y'all, and I'm going to get to the message, but I have to give this quick testimony of Sister Beverly is because of you. Uh, when, we first, when we first married, um, you know, I'm a people person. I love people. And, um, and I remember we used to go to church on Sabbath, honey, and 
Um, we would come home and she would be in the kitchen, you know, back then, I think you used to do the apron. I don't think you do the apron now. Um, and she would be getting the plates and the stuff together and, and the doorbell would ring and then come one saint and then the doorbell would ring again and here come another saint and the door, you know where I'm going. <laughs> and my wife would say, she said, well, honey, just letting you know, next time you do this, you're going to share your plate. <laughs> So I invited you over. I guess some habits are hard to break, huh? <laughs> but, but, honey, um, Sister Ben, wanna, you good, you good, you good. I got permission, amen? Amen. But listen, I'm loving the Lord, and, um, and, and he is truly a blessing in our lives. Um, but let's just get right into the word. I'm looking at my time. I'm not worried about the time, but I often look at the time. It's just so how I'm doing as far as time management. I think it's important that we are mindful of time. Let's get to the message, amen? Um, the book of Acts, the book of Acts, um, chapter, chapter five, we wanna, we wanna start there. Um, Brother Andre, we're just gonna read chapter uh, five, one through 11 first, and um, then we'll come back to verse um, chapter four. So we just wanna start off with Acts chapter five, and we want to start with verse 1, and I'll read this in your hearing, um, chapter 5, and we want to read 1 through 11. When you have it, please stand with me in honor of the reading of the word of God. Acts chapter 5, Acts chapter 5, and we want to start with verse 1 and read all the way down to verse 11. But a certain man named Ananias with Sapphira, uh, his wife, sold a possession and he kept back part of the proceeds, his wife also being aware of it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back part of the price of the land for yourself? While it remained, was it not your own? And after it was sold, was it not in your own control? Which means you had the power. So why have you conceived this thing in your heart? You have not lied to men, but to who, everybody? And then Ananias, hearing these words, he fell down and breathed his last. And so great fear came upon all those who heard these things. And the young men arose and wrapped him up, carried him out, and buried him. Verse 7 says, now it was about three hours later when his wife came in, talking about Ananias, his, Ananias' wife. She came in not knowing what had happened. And Peter answered her, tell me whether you sold the land for so much. So he tells her the price that was told, and, 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 and she said, yes, for so much. Then Peter said to her, how is it that you have agreed together 
to test the spirit of the Lord. Look, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door, and they will carry you out. Then immediately she fell down at his feet and breathed her last. And the young men came in and found her dead and carried her out, buried her by her husband. And so great fear came now, it came upon all the church and upon all who heard these things. I, I, I thought of the title of, of um, going the extra mile, but I said, you know, I'm not sure about that one. Then I thought of another topic or a title saying living and false pretense. I said, but you know, I don't want this to be about you. I want this to be about the Holy Spirit because what they did, they did to the Spirit. And so I want to talk to you today on the topic of the forgotten God the forgotten God. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, again, you are truly an amazing God. Without you, we are hopelessly lost, but with you, we are more than conquerors. And so we simply ask you today to come here now. Speak to us through thy word, for thy word is true. Enter into this place. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. The forgotten God. You see, the death of Ananias and Sapphira uh, that we've just read, they're nothing if not frightful or even puzzling. Uh, these two married couples uh, sell a piece of property and, and they publicly give the proceeds to the community. But however, they secretly hold back a portion of the money for themselves. And, and, and Peter, he detects the deception and he confronts the two separately. Merely hearing Peter's accusation caused each of them to fall dead on the spot. Uh, Peter hears and understands and sees what's going on in these two individuals' lives. And it's not Peter that, like I mentioned earlier, that I want us to home in on, but I want us to wrap our minds around the Spirit of God. You see, to our ears, their, their faith, it seems out of proportion to their infraction. In other words, Peter acknowledges that they were under no obligation. They owned the land. It was their land. Peter said, when it was in your possession, you have freedom to do what you wanted to do. When you sold it, you had freedom to do what you wanted to do. But how is it that you will allow the enemy to deter you from doing what you know is right? 
You see, private property back then had not been abolished. And, and, and even those in the community of love for their neighbor may legitimately choose to hold on to their resources. But God has entrusted to them. And so why does lying about the money bring instant death? Many attempts have been made to try to describe the reason for their uh, 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 death and even simply to name the sin that they have even committed. Uh, 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 in other words, it appears fundamentally that Ananias and Sapphira's transgression is that they are counterfeit community members. Counterfeit community members. You see, it, it, it appears as the scholar uh, 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 points out that, that, that when we look at Acts chapter 4, Acts chapter 4, uh, uh, verse 32 through 36, you see how the church handled finances. So Acts chapter 4, if we can go there real quick after Acts chapter 4, uh, uh, verse 32 uh, uh, be, be, be begins with these words here. It says that now the multitude of those who believed were of one heart and one soul. Neither did anyone say that any of the things he or she possessed was their own. But they had all things in common. The text goes on to say that and when the great power the apostle gave witness to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and great grace was upon them all. Now was there anyone among them who lacked, not one of them lacked, for all who were possessors of land or houses sold them and brought the proceeds to the things they were, of the things that they were sold. Everything that they had. Nothing belonged to the body of Christ. You see, there's one thing I've learned that when we come, uh, 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 when we come into this thing called Christianity, that, 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 that we become a part of a community. That we become a part of a larger family. And that now, me casa become your casa. And that the things that I have, I've learned, and I, at least we should have learned when we come into this thing, that mine is not mine, but it is ours. Yeah, I know that's a hard pill to swallow, and I'm going to tell you why. Because that's not something that we've been taught over the years. We've been taught, I got mine, you get yours. But when we come into the family of God, we come in with a different perspective. We come in with a different thing, I mean a different view of life, at least we should. Because, see, you have to understand that Ananias and the Pharisees, their deceit, it demonstrates that they were still functioning under members of the Roman parsonage system while they pretended to have become members of the Christian love of their neighbor system. In other words, they were in the church, but they were not functioning and believing and living as church folk. 
They sang in the choir and they played instruments and they handled media and they ushered folk into their seats and they deaconed in the parking lot, but yet they were functioning on the, as if they were in the church, but their commitment was not in the church. They showed up at different functions and they showed up at different occasions and they did these things that made it look like they were a part of the family. But when it came down to it, their actions demonstrated that they were still operating under the Roman system. And their attempt to look like uh, uh, Barnabas is in, 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 in his one-centered approach to stewarding resources. In other words, their motivation is actually to gain honor for themselves on the cheap. And so they held back a portion. In other words, they, 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 they kept what didn't belong to them, and at the same time, they lied about it. Now, it's one thing to, to go against the commands of God, but then to be bold and lie about it. They look generous, but they are giving for the sake of status and not love. And moreover, their lie about their stewardship of resources is interpreted by Peter as a lie to the Holy Spirit. And I used to tell members, and I still tell them all the time, you know, when, uh, when, they, when, when they do certain things or say certain things in the front of the pastor, I have to remind them when they say, oh, pastor, I'm sorry. Oh, oh forgive me, pastor. I say, wait a minute, don't. You have to apologize to me because I'm not the one that's, that, that, that you're going to have to answer to. Before you said that word, you apologized before you said it. Now, how am I supposed to receive that as an authentic or a genuine apology when you had ample amount of time to change your mind, but you chose to say it anyway? Everybody know what I'm talking about in here. You had plenty of time to make the wrong right before you even did the wrong. And so you're not lying against me. You don't, you're not apologizing against me. I appreciate it, but, but, but I have to, you have to understand that I'm a sinner saved by grace as well. And don't let the position fool you. Don't let the title fool you. I have to love my wife just like you have to love your wife. I have to treat another kind just like you have to treat other folk kind. It's not just a past to get away with stuff. No, 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 no. If anything, I have more on my head than you have on yours. And so Paul, Paul, he, he, I mean, Peter, Peter understood these things. He said, wait a minute, let's get the record straight. You didn't lie to me. You holding back, you, you, you're unfaithful with giving, you're unfaithful with your time with God, you're unfaithful with your talents with God. Wait a minute, don't, don't apologize, don't it, it, talk to God about it. I'm just a servant. My job is to share the message, amen, and then it's your job from that point to go make it right with God. Peter said, wait a minute, wait a minute, you, you, you have just lied unto uh, uh, the Holy Spirit and to God. How striking uh, that lie to the community is equated with a lie to the Holy Spirit. Well, I'm glad you asked that question. How is it? 
Well, see, we have to understand and know uh, uh, that a lie about resources is as serious as a lie about to God, uh, a lie about uh, about uh, uh, God, uh, about religious matters. In other words, we have seen already that one of the primary roles of the Holy Spirit is to form God's people into a community that our resources is accorded with a deep concern for one another. So it's not about the church and building some big edifice, but it's being able to have resources in the house of God that when one of you or one in our communities falls short, when they have issues, that we're able to step in and help them out. But it's hard to do that when God's folk is being unfaithful, when God's folk is not trusting him like they should. I know this is like a little sobering mess message, kind of quiet. I know y'all want to shout, but we're going to try to get there. I'm going to try to end up on the cross with you and get you excited about this thing because I'm in your pockets. I'm in there kind of deep. I got both feet in there. But listen, this is, this is about your salvation. This is about my salvation. I have to testify. I have to testify. Can I testify? Because my wife and I, you know, we've been returning tithes for since since we've been married. And and, and, and and you know, before we got married, I did mine and she was over where she was at doing hers. And when we got married, we start doing tithe together to eventually my wife start doing tithe. Amen. But then when the numbers start going up, I think they went up so high that we just over here just swimming in dollars. No, we're not. No, we're not. It's just that when you have more months than money. And you know what you have to give, return, should I say, uh, back to God. And you're looking at what you have in the account and what bills are piled up over here and what money is piled up over here. Did you get that or did you miss it? I'm going to do it again for you. What bills are piled up over here and what money is piled up? Did you get it or did you miss it? Okay, I'm going to help you over here. What bills are piled up over here and what money is piled up over here? My wife turned to me and she said, you know what, honey? I'm going to have to have you start doing your own tithe. Because what I'm seeing is making it real hard. Because we have so many bills over here and so little money over here. And then I have to return this tithe. So I'm going to have you do yours and I'll do mine. That way I can process it a little bit better. And I get it. This is very challenging. To be faithful when you look at what you have and you don't see how it's going to work out. That's when God steps in. See, we don't make room for God to step in because we're so busy looking at how it should go and and how it ought to go. And God is saying that my ways are are higher than your ways and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And, And what you're looking at, you're looking at the wrong thing. You're looking at this and you should be looking at that. You're so concerned about health when you should be so concerned about helping out your neighbor. And it's challenging. Let's just be real. Up in here, everybody said, you know what, Pastor? Well, I'm on a fixed income. Well, your income ain't no more fixed than mine. It ain't like, it ain't like I'm out here getting raises every, every three to four weeks. My stuff is consistent. Hallelujah. Amen. Since I walked into this thing, it's been the, it's almost like it's a flat line. You can just call it straight dead. That's my income, just flat line right there. No, none of this. Sister Bev, I praise God for you. I'm celebrating with you. Maybe my raise going to come one day. Amen. Hallelujah. 
<laughs> but, but, but I celebrate with you. You see, I know how to celebrate with folk. Amen. Because if I need $5, I know where to go. Come on, somebody. Somebody got a raise. But I understand, family of God, can we be family up in here today? Can we just be real up in here today? Because we have to understand this is a salvation issue that we're dealing with. They held back thinking that they were doing, a, doing themselves a favor. So Ananias and Sapphira, they, their deceit, it occurred in the realm of money. But beloved, what if it was in the, in the realm of, of um, work or service? What, what if it was in the realm of prayer? I tell you all the time, I was prayed in here. Somebody prayed for me. And, and, and that's the result of me being here. What if, what if they had slacked on their obligations? What if they only gave five minutes of prayer time over my soul's salvation versus the 20 minutes that God had laid upon them to do? So when God wakes you up in the morning, it's not an accident. I know you don't have to be to work until 7.30 and it's 4 a.m. Maybe, just maybe, God is trying to tell you something. Let me get out of here. You see, there, there, there you know, this, this right here is, is a testament of true discipleship. You see, true disciples do right things for the right reason. In other words, uh, 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 they give to the needy. They, they, they do those things because this is what God had mandated for them to do. They spend that time in prayer. They spend that time in fasting. You have to understand that when uh, 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 Peter showed up to Ananias and Sapphira, notice what the text says. If we can just digress just for a moment. Notice what the text says. The text says that when uh, Peter went to them, uh, he first he said in verse 3, he said, Peter said to Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and keep back a portion or a price of the land for yourself? Get this right here. He says in verse, in, in verse uh, 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 5, it says, then Ananias hearing these words, fell down and breathed his last right here. So great fear came upon all those who heard these things. But when, when you jump down just a little bit to verse 9, when Peter's having a conversation with the wife, Peter says to her, how is it that you have agreed together to test the spirit of the Lord? Look, the feet of those who have buried your husband at the door, they will now carry you out. Then immediately, the Bible says, she fell down at his feet, breathed her last. The young men carried her out, and they buried her by her husband. She fell down dead. At his feet. Verse 10. Immediately she fell down at his feet. But when you go back to verse, to chapter 4, I love it. Because you have to understand right here in chapter 4 of, um, of, um, of, um, of, um, of um, Acts. Uh, 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 chapter 4, uh, uh, verse 35. See, when the church... Uh, brought their possessions uh, to, to return those possessions. Verse 35 says, and they laid them at the apostles. Where, everybody? At his feet. And they distributed each to every one. But then when you look at Sapphira, she fell dead 
at the apostles' feet when she should have been laying the offering. So God is simply saying, since you won't give me the offering that is due to me, let me take the offering that is due to me, even if that offering is your life. They will lay it at the, the apostles' feet, but she dropped dead at his feet. And they carried her out and buried her next to her husband. So number two, true discipleship follows the Savior example of prayer. Not only that, but true disciples serve God and do his will. It's not about any one of us, but it is about the God that we serve. You have to understand that we need God. We seek him. We search for him. We look for him. You see, to seek something is to earnestly look for it with the experience of finding it. It is unfortunate that some people often do not seek God first. They seek everything else before they seek after God. You see, you will seek me, he says, when you seek me. You with all of your heart. You see the word seek in the Matthew chapter 6 verse 33. It is, a, it, is, it is a present imperative verb. In other words, this means that one is to pursue something and keep on pursuing. It is to seek and to continue on seeking. To look for him and not stop when things get difficult. Not stop. When things get complicated, but you keep seeking, you yeah. keep looking, you keep searching, and you yeah. keep watching. And you know that when you keep doing this, he says, then you will find me. Yeah. Oh, how many times we don't seek God because we look at our situation and it don't look good. It's not the way we think it ought to be. It's not lining up the way that we want it to. And so, therefore, we simply stop. But it is not surprising then that Ananias and Sapphira fake act, uh, a fake act like uh, generosity is depicted as falsifying the work of the spirit. Their falsehood was displayed now uh, and, and their false generosity and their attempt to deceive the Holy Spirit are a threat to the identity of the Christian community. So we understand here. So now we realize that Safaria and Ananias, your deceit is, a, is a simply an issue that will affect the whole community. So it's not just about you and what's going on in your life because what's happening in your life is a direct result of what's going on in the church. You're not in it alone. You're not by yourself. You're not on an island, but you're involved with a community, a people that God is drawing together, a people that God is placing together, and the only way that we will be able to stand is if we stand together. Amen. Divided we stand. Uh, divided the, the, Together we stand, and divided we fall. So let me end with this right here because we have to understand uh, uh, that their deceit uh, uh, to, de to deceive the Holy Spirit, it was a threat to the Christian community. Our deceit about the things of God is a direct, is a direct deceit 
are, 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 are an infraction, if you will, on the Christian community, on the identity of the church. So when you say, uh, I'm not faithful, what are you saying? You're saying that God can't be trusted. In other words, then if God can't be trusted, then how is it then that I can go to my neighbor and tell them about a God that I don't even trust, that I don't even put my all into? How is it then that I can talk to somebody about giving their life to a Jesus uh, that even I myself don't trust and don't believe in? and don't depend on when stuff gets rough. How is it that I could stand here and preach to you about a God that is able to keep you if I've never been in a situation where I needed to be kept? That's why I tell my testimony about our struggles in our house so you will know that I'm not preaching from a vain place, that I'm not preaching from some idea that just showed up in my mind, that I'm not preaching from some book that I read, but I'm preaching from a real life experience. We have lights that we have to turn off and on. We get hungry sometimes. We like nice things too. But every now and again, we have to push stuff back. Every now and again, we have to lay stuff down. We want our children to have a good education. So therefore, we sacrifice. It's not always easy. It's not always easy to be able to move forward when you don't see how you're going to move forward. There were so many times where we were so far behind but that God said, don't stop. Don't stop moving. You're saying, God, I don't know. Maybe we need to pull some out. Maybe we need to move something over. But God said, no, 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 no. Keep moving forward. I need you to stay faithful with your tithe. I want to stop paying it. I want to stop returning it. But God said, I need you to stay faithful to me. Don't give up on me. Don't give up on me. So many times we stop right at the finish line. All we got to do is take one more step and we'll be over on the other side. But we get so discouraged at times because it don't look good. We get discouraged sometimes because things get a little weighted. All the bill collectors calling 311s and 411s and got to the point where I look at my phone and just lay it down. If you're not in my contact list, I don't know you. But Jesus is saying, keep going. Why? Because we have to understand that we are dealing with the unseen God. We're dealing with the spirit of God. He's a divine God. Oh, yes, he is. He's equal to one with the person, the two persons of the Godhead. He's a part of the Godhead. He is the one that we call on. He works in and through us. He is our promise and our promise to heaven. He is the forgotten God, the one that we tend to neglect. He has intelligence. He also has emotions. He is our guide. He is also has command. He also intercedes for us. He has to be obeyed according to the book of Acts. He can be lied to and he can be rejected. He is divine. He is the other two persons of the Trinity. He is omniscient. He is omnipresent. His work is in and through us. He convicts us and he deals with us. He loves us and he walks with us. Somebody said that he talks with us and he tells me that I am his own. 
He also regenerates me. He dwells within me. Oh, yes, he do. The Bible said that the Spirit of God, was in, he will baptize him with fire and with water. He seals us when everything gets a little rough. He is the gift from above. He is everything that we need. He's our promise far from heaven. He is what we need in these last and evil days. So why would you lie to him? Why would you lie to the one that is able to keep you through hard times? Why would you lie to the one that is able to hold you when nobody else want to fool with you? Why would you lie to the one that will stand with you when everybody else have ran out? He is God. The unforgotten God. The one that everybody ran out on. The one that everybody skipped over. He is my God. He is my Savior. And the Spirit, He's the Holy Ghost. But in a physical form, I call Him Jesus. Jesus. My Savior. Jesus. My Deliverer. And that is who I put my trust in. Not by money, not my family, not fame, nor fortune. But I put my stakes and my trust in Jesus. The one that holds me. The one that keeps me. The one that I could turn to. He is everything that I need. If he never do anything else for me. He's done enough. I heard somebody say that he's a bridge over troubled water. He's your bread when you're hungry. Your water when you're thirsty. Your food on the table. He's there with you if you will simply just trust him and let him lead you. Lord, help me with this thing right here. Because I need them to know that God is a very present help in the time of storm. But just trust him when you can't trace him. Lean on him when it becomes difficult. Quit looking at the winds that's blowing. But trust the one that has the power over the wind. He is God all by himself. He's God all by himself. He's God all by himself. That's what we do. As a believer, as a people of God. We don't do this for ourselves. The decisions and choices that we make affect not just you, but it affects us as a community. So when you cheat, it makes us all look bad. When you deceive, it makes us all look bad. Me as a pastor, if I mess up, it don't just affect me but it will affect the next pastor. Just like when you're in a relationship and that man treats you bad or that woman treats you foul. You look at the next person as if they did it. That's how this thing works. So your decision to be faithful is not just about you. It's about trusting God and about the larger picture, the community of God. Ananias, Sapphira, they had the choice. Peter said, why did you allow 
Satan to deceive. In other words, he didn't have to deceive you. You allowed him to do that. You had a choice. We all have choices. And the choices that we make today will affect those individuals that we have not met yet. The choice I made years ago to become a pastor is now proven to have some profound effect on your life as I stand here right now. Did I know this was going to happen? No, I didn't. Am I glad? Well, y'all going to make me nervous. Because I realize it's not about me. Your lives are at stake. The choices I make in my life and with my wife and how I deal with Brother Price, if I come in here and say something and do something to make this man mad, it will affect the whole worship experience. If I come in here and make Sister Bev mad or make Sister Weaver, if, if I come in here and make the elders upset and get folk in a place, it will affect the whole trajectory of this church. Why will I do God like that? You have a choice. To give God simply what is his. Quit looking at it. I tell you what, my, my wife, she said, honey, I'm going to let you deal with it. I don't know if I want to deal with it. But I'd rather for my wife to have sanity and be in her right mind and be able to cook that meal. Sister Bed, we're going to eat a little later. I'd rather her to be healthy than to be stressed out about stuff. Listen, and I'm closing. I want to encourage you every step of the way. It gets heavy. But it's no heavier than God. Sometimes we forget about God. Don't forget about God. Get out the boat. Just trust him. I expect that from the people of God. I expect faithfulness. When you receive something from God, give it back. It's not hard. It's not complicated. There may be somebody here today. There may be somebody here today. You haven't given Jesus your all. Now, I used to say, I used to say, I'm the, this isn't, I'm not really good at appeals, but that I, the Lord had to convict me. And I don't, wouldn't say it was a conviction as he just had to remind me that this is not hard. Inviting people to come to spend time with Jesus is not hard. If I can invite folk to come to the house or invite people to come to a party or invite people to come to a graduation, yeah. Yeah. what is so hard about inviting people to come to God? It's not hard. And let me tell you this. It's not hard coming to God. 
It's no more hard coming to God as it is for me to invite you to come to God. For example, you're invited to a graduation. You don't sit there pondering, oh, I don't know. If you're invited to a celebration, you don't ponder, I don't know. You probably would feel some kind of way if you didn't get invited. Amen. So it's not hard coming to God. Yeah, people are watching. But guess this. They're going to be watching when we fly up out of here and we, we fly off to heaven. Guess what? The eyes are going to be on us in. So if you can't deal with the pressure of people watching you now, you're not going to be able to deal with the, when they start watching you as you tour the galaxies, when the parade is lined up. And folk from the unfallen worlds are standing on the sidelines with banners saying, hooray, praise God, you've made it, welcome, hallelujah. Oh yes, the fanfare that will take place as we tour the galaxy, as Jesus shows us places that our little puny minds can't even begin to wrap our mind around right now. We just have a fake imagination, just a little glimpse of what God has in store. But oh, if you can't come now. See, I don't want to scare you. You're talking about, you know, you know, this may be your last. And it very well may be. And it may be my last. But guess what? The difference between you and me, I'm in the ark. <laughs> I'm safe. If you haven't made Jesus your personal savior and you haven't made your calling and election sure, I want to invite you to come down here right now. And let us get this thing right. Let us, let us make it right. Let us not worry about who's watching, who's looking, and who's listening. If you're online and you're viewing this, and you're ready to make Jesus your loving savior and make him your, your, your all in all, I want you to email us. Reach out to us. If you're not in the St. Louis area, you may be in another state somewhere viewing and you are ready, let me know. We can connect you with somebody. This ain't just a loot thing. Come on, somebody. <laughs> That's right. We everywhere. We everywhere. Who will come? Is there one? Is there one? Is there one? Today is your day. Today is your day. Father God, you see what I don't see. You know what I don't know. Touch the hearts of your people. If there's one, if there's two, if there's three, we ask that you would touch hearts everywhere. Prepare us for the day when you come. Baptism. We're here. Profession of faith. Let them know, God, we're here. For you truly are an amazing God. Without you, we're hopelessly lost. But with you, we're more than conquerors. Thank you so much for what has transpired in this place today. In Jesus' name. 
Let the people of God say amen. amen. And amen again. As our stewardship comes, I just want to remind you at the end of his time that we very orderly exit the sanctuary. We want to make sure that we keep the place as, as safe as possible. We thank you again. We love you. We bless you. In Jesus' name, amen. How about another amen for the word of the Lord this day? Amen. Amen. Man, beautiful message, beautiful message. Want to say happy Sabbath to everyone. Also, this weekend, we, uh, this whole week, we've had the grandkids with us. So I want to say hi to Naomi and Isaac. They're at home watching. And uh, if I look a little tired, they're the reason. <laughs> They've just been keeping us going all week. You know, I had told you before about my silver van. The Lord blessed us to have so many miles on that faithful van that it literally went to the moon and back. So I gave it the nickname Satellite. And he blessed us with another van for a really good price, and it's doing great. And I want to remind you about stewardship. The pastor's whole message was about trusting and depending on God. So the van last week was having a little problem with the steering. Some of us are a uh, little more experienced and have been around long enough to remember when there was no power steering and you had to actually turn the wheel. Well, now if your power steering goes out, you can't move. You know, you just stuck, and your best bet is just stop and, you know, look for help. So my power steering was acting up, and Luke 11, 9 says, ask, seek, and knock, right? Yeah. Ask, and what? It shall be given. Seek, and what? And knock, and it shall be opened. So I did my asking. I said, well, Lord, I don't understand what's going on. You gave me this van to do your work. So I said, so tell me what to do next because I can't drive like this at all. So I did my asking. Then I had to do my seeking. So I did a few phone calls to the mechanic shops and checked things out online. And those mechanics, man, they not cheap. That guy said $900. And the van barely cost that much. So I'm like, $900. So I went back to seeking and asking the Lord again. I said, well, Lord, you know, You've blessed me to be able to pay it, but I don't want to pay it. And God will answer your wants, not just your needs. So he blessed, and I did my knocking, and I kept checking, and I found out it might not be the pump. It might be this little thing that holds the fluid, the reservoir. So I did some knocking, and I went and bought a reservoir and put it on myself. And the reservoir cost $45. And it's running like a new car now. So I just want to remind you that God said he's going to open the windows of heaven for those who are faithful to him in tithe and in offering. And he doesn't just give you money all the time, but it might be good health, might be a blessing of family, friends, a car, whatever you need. He's promised, and the truth is, you cannot beat God giving. So the pastor's reminding us to trust, depend on God, because we can never beat him giving. We thank you so much for being faithful in tithe and offering. Remember, as you leave, uh, put your offering and tithe in the uh, pan that the deacon has. And now in benediction, loving Lord, we thank you so much for what you've done for us. You've continued to bless us. 
We continue to return our faithful and honest tithe and offering through the dollar sign TOP giving or Adventist.org or to our treasure. And we thank you, Lord, for a beautiful blessing message today. Beautiful Sabbath day outside for us to enjoy. We ask and pray that you'll watch over us and keep us throughout this day and throughout the time that you blessed us to be with you. In Jesus' name, let everyone say amen. amen.